0: everyone to another black create connect podcast episode where i speak with some of the most inspirational some of the most powerful black leaders based all over the world today i'm in london and i'm sitting beside kike she's the founder of <laughs> byp network and also javelin as yes, well now most, yes. most recently yeah, so congrats yeah, on that thank you,
1: thank you thank you congrats how you <laughs> feeling yeah i feel good um feel so blessed um, it's just been an incredible journey so far, and I'm always just so excited about next steps, whatever, like anything to come. I'm just always pumped.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. How are you feeling, feeling? Because there's there's a lot going on, and you've I feel like you've been on like a back-to-back, go, yeah, go, yeah, go, yeah, go, yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Like the past, I don't know, however many. Yes, yeah. like recently in particular. So. Yeah,
1: yeah. So because I feel like obviously COVID happened, 2020 was, that was a go, go, go year mm. anyway in mm. general. Um, and then I felt like the last two years were kind of like a discovery year and then loads happened as well, personally as well. So I felt a bit slower in those years. Mm. So I think we started this year just kind of with a bang, like with mm. our, we had a new year, new network event in January that had like 500 people come. And it was all this whole thing of like, let's just start our year. Yeah. And I think that just started myself and the team's mindset of like, let's just go for it. Yeah. Um, so that's why we did America, You know, we did two summits in New York and Atlanta. We've grown our chapters, like we have 20 chapters in different cities around the world. Twenty. Yeah, we've got 20 chapters now and we're still, you know, we want way more than that. Um, obviously the Javelin products, so working on that product and then launching that product as mm. well. So it's just been this case of like all the plans that we've been having, like let's just go for it this year because we feel we have that energy and like we know we know what we want to do. So I think that's why it's been so intense, but I don't feel like it's been that intense. I feel good. Even with like you know a little baby and stuff, I feel good. I feel like this is me. That's that's the this is the pace I like to go at. Whereas mm. actually, I felt quite slow and sluggish in the last few years. So how come? Yeah, just because like I said, a lots a lots gone on. Like mm. obviously from the pandemic, at the end of the pandemic, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I lost my mom. You know, I had a child. Yeah. You know, so for me, it's like just so much has been going on that I feel like the biz the business has still done incredible things over those years. Mm. But weirdly enough, I'm like I know there's so much more. We mm. could do all we can give. So mm. even the stuff we've done doing this year, I thought, oh, this would have been in like year five. Mm. So but obviously everything happens in the time it's supposed to happen. Yeah. Um so for me it, to externally it might be like, wow, they're just j- going for it. But I'm like, yeah, no, this is the pace that you're you're that, yeah, you're that I'm used to, with. that I'm comfortable with. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, it's yeah.
0: inspiring. Like it's re- it's inspiring to Thank see you. Thank and you. and her firsthand as well. So one of the things that I do with every guest. <laughs> before I kind of understand what they're doing now and where they're going is to go a little bit back into their start out in life and <laughs> understand you, especially because we're strangers, I so <laughs> don't
1: really
0: know you. I'm in mean, <laughs> stranger's room, guys. I like get
1: kidnapped. Uh, like. <laughs> at this point. I just, I just took Kike from her family. Like, do you get <laughs> Luckily it's recorded. I hope it's live streamed as well. Save me. Save me. <laughs> Somebody come
0: help her, please, please. But, um, but just, just so we can understand and the audience can understand a bit more about you because I think sometimes they just see, they might just see you as just mm. founder of BYP. Mm. She's doing all these different things but it's really nice to get mm. to know your journey. Yeah, of course. A yeah. bit
1: more. So feel free to start where it's comfortable for you. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I feel like, you know, with the founding story of BYP Network, like, it, it's there online in terms of founded it for my own experiences, going to America and stuff. But I think if I go deeper, because mm. I just caught up with some some people just now, like, the whole start of BYP Network is just fundamentally changing the Black narrative and, like, ensuring that Black people get what they deserve. That's the best way to kind of des- describe it. Like, we were talking about how a lot of things, a lot of companies are very elitist, Mm. And actually, at the basis of BYP Network, it, it was anti-elitism, which sounds so strange to some people, but it was kind of like, no, we're here to help every black student and every black professional, regardless of their background. Mm. Like, we're not just for a few. We're not just for those who went to Oxbridge. Mm. No, it's you didn't even have to go to university and we're here for you. And I think the reason I say that is just like, you know, we're, we'll be seven years in October and we get to meet so many incredible people all the time Mm. and you don't know what anyone's journey will be you don't know who they'll be and i just think that some people think oh no only if you're creme de la creme elite that's just all it is and i think we've seen that with a lot of companies where if you are black then you have to be excellent to even be in the the standards even higher higher, yeah. yeah and even with that it's like okay the standard's super high but then you don't even appreciate me like I'm not even getting promoted I'm being underestimated I'm being micromanaged so Mm. it's just a lot for black people and I think for me starting BYP Network it was to tackle this this problem essentially
0: what was so before that before we get onto why you started it going back a little bit before then you might have had your own experiences I'm Mm. assuming you did yeah 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 do you mind talking about to your comfortability you don't have to go into any great detail again I'm fine
1: yeah I think for me okay so for me, I grew up in East London, mm. you know, I was very academic, so I did well at school and did well as an athlete, so I did javelin for Great Britain, yeah, I you that. know, was competing nationally. Just, I just, I was someone who was always seen as a high achiever, essentially. Mm. And so with that, I gained opportunities. So I gained like loads of internships at like four different, you know, elite banks or whatever it is. What did you study? Um, I did economics for I- my undergrad and I did a master's in management. In the States, right? In the States, yeah. That was on a track and field scholarship out there. So I'm being bitty. Sorry about that. Let's consolidate. Yeah. So started in East London, mm-hmm. then um, yeah, then whilst doing an academic athletic, went to University of Nottingham, did economics there. Mm competed for them as well. So like British University Championships and stuff like that. Mm. Then gained a scholarship to America, which was University of Florida. And that was a full track of field scholarship. So they paid for everything. And I gained a master's whilst competing for them. That's, do you know how um, sick that is? It was incredible. It was honestly, it's sometimes like, what the hell? <laughs> Let's
0: pause for two seconds. How was that experience? What would you say were the main highs and the, the reality of also going to the States as a, as a UK? Yeah.
1: I think what I was thinking about is the way everything just aligned. Um, so... My story itself was like, when I was at University of Nottingham, I actually broke my back in my second year of university. Like, said the word broke my back, like I had a um, fracture in my back, which broke my back. You can't use your back, my back was bad. So I had a really bad year that year, just mentally, just everything physically and like mm. my identity, like what the hell's going on? I couldn't even sit my exams until summer. So it was a really tough year for me. Mm. But then actually, because of that year, I was eligible for the scholarship because it meant I missed ah. a year. So, yeah. it just, it, it, so
0: it just so it God's like, favour, yeah. Right.
1: Like if I didn't have that year, I wouldn't have got my scholarship or I wouldn't have got two years. So just stuff like that is what I was thinking about, like just how I think just fell into place. Mm. So I think it was incredible in terms of the reality, like, oh my God, I'm going to America, I'm going to Florida. Everything's paid for. How exciting, can't wait. Um, But then when I was out there, I I basically faced imposter syndrome. So I was just like, oh my God, this is too good to be true. Why? Like, I don't know. The same way people face imposter syndrome when they get a job, when they get an opportunity, Mm. it's something that just comes out of nowhere. You've never felt that feeling before. And it's just like put you in a chokehold. And like you can't get out of it. But Florida's, well, America in general, they're very like,
0: they can have their their, their racism, but they're very pro black. Like when they're riding for you mm. as a black person, no, they're No, but it's, for it's not for
1: you. To do, it was nothing to do with race at the time. We, so okay. BIP as a concept came later on. Like even in that period, I wasn't even focused on race. Like yeah. anyone that knew back then, I wasn't thinking, oh my God, this is like, that wasn't yeah. even it. It was like, I was just a normal girl, just like, oh, do, 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 do. You know, and like when I was out there, it was more just the opportunity to get this mm. scholarship. You know, the, the sudden realizing, oh my god, this is insane, and then thinking, oh my god, I must perform, I must show them that I am worthy of this scholarship. Yeah. Even though obviously I was, that's why I got it, but then that just like caused so much anxiety that meant I just couldn't perform to my best of a, to the best of my abilities. So it was a, so it was sweet. It was bittersweet essentially because I was out there, incredible, but then I wasn't performing the way I needed to. What,
0: as a, as a study student or no, as a no, sports
1: person? I, no, no, so as a sports person. So I didn't uh, even care about my master's per se. I got yeah. my master's great, but I was out there more for sport. And then that was like, oh, that's a you know, byproduct of it. So in terms of sport, like I should have like meddled at NCAA. That was my level. Mm. Um, but like I just missed out on going to NCAA. Like that's right, how much I it was see. just you know, the anxiety just it was just too much. So like breaking under pressure essentially. Yeah. Um, but for me it's funny because again, that whole situation is why now as an entrepreneur I don't face imposter syndrome. Like, like because, because pr- there is no pressure. That. Yeah. I don't feel yeah. any of the there is no pressure as fucking person. Like, I'm doing what I need to do. And again that's a learning and it's been such a blessing that that happened for where i am today
0: i feel like so one of our cousins right really random she's a sports psychologist mm. And she talks about because I didn't understand sports psychology and why it even existed and um she said to me it's important because people that are athletic or they do play sports they're very competitive mm. and they always want to focus on winning so when they when they don't perform they're really hard on themselves absolutely yeah so do you feel like that make that sports element has made you contributed massively to your not competitiveness but your drive
1: to, yeah hundred yeah. percent like I always say like it felt like such an easy path, like into entrepreneurship, like almost mm. like, oh, this is a bit too easy. Like mm. the things people see like, oh my God, did I have I'm like, oh no, this is just like second nature because yeah, I'm used to working hard. I'm used to kind of, you know, having a, a goal and then working mm. hard towards it. I'm used to failing as well. One thing people forget about um, athletes is like, you only see the big win maybe like, oh wow. Like, the, the Shikari right now is world champion, mm. but we just saw what she went through to get there, right? Mm. So actually most of it is losing and mm. failing to then succeed and I think entrepreneurship is the same thing like you go mm. through so much so much so much oh got this big contract right and then it's like oh everything's great so yeah it just it, it was a very natural transition I'd say okay yeah
0: what would you say that the whole experience altogether? so again being in a different environment because like you I went to I studied for a year in San Jose mm. so again the culture there's very different even the black culture yeah and how I kind of... A lot of the things that I developed there, a lot of the things that I learned about myself there, I didn't think I would have learned in the
1: in the UK. Yeah. So what are some
0: of the key things that you learned by being... I guess you were by yourself as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, by myself, yeah. for sure. For me, the idea of BIP came from my experience out there because I right. was very much like, okay, I'm out here. Oh, my God, I'm meeting so many incredible people, specifically mm. black students and professionals. Mm. Like, I didn't know these people existed. Why well, did I not know they existed? Like, I shouldn't have to come to America on a scholarship to know these people existed. Um, so when I got back into the UK, it was very much like we need a way to connect. I need to, we need to meet each other globally. Mm. Like we need to find each other and then be friends or learn mm. how to um improve our careers and stuff like that. So actually I learned like what I needed was a support system when I was out there. I needed to meet other like-minded people, mm. I needed to understand what opportunities beyond sport were out there. Mm. And I wouldn't have known that's something I would need or or would care for unless I had gone out there. Um, also just like I said, the anxiety, like I have never faced anxiety in my entire life up until that point. Mm. And it wasn't something I could just break out of as well. It was like, I had, like, I was just there. I was just chained up. Like I just felt tight all the time. Mm. And it wasn't until I left that the tightness left. So,
0: so you, was, you was anxious the whole the time? The whole time. The whole time. There. The whole
1: time I was there. Like 18 months, I was just anxious. I was just anxious. That's it. Every day. Like wake up anxious. Like I was just anxious. It's something that just came out of nowhere. So you didn't deal like, I did not like, know. You know. Oh, you know. Yeah. You don't know what. Like. I don't like. Know. like, like I just, yeah. I'm anxious, but I just feel strange. You know. I think that's the best. For for, like. Oh
0: yeah. Or yeah what, Eighteen months. Or Eighteen even. months,
1: essentially. Yeah, yeah. Because as soon as I literally, as soon as I got back, like it was, it was, done, fine. It was gone. Like it was gone. But it, I couldn't shake it when I was there. So um, again, like I said, learnings because I have never faced that again. I I don't see me ever facing that again because it actually does more damage because like why are you feeling that way you can't do what you need to do if you're feeling that way so for someone
0: right now especially potentially they could be in a workplace where they mm. feel the same way where mm. they feel really tight what are some of the tips or is there any particular advice that you would it's give so them? it's
1: so hard because it's with well not funny but like a few of my friends remember going through like panic attacks and stuff like that like they're going really? through like anxious but like really you know extreme and it's just like the thing is it's like you have to pinpoint what it is but it's so hard to pinpoint what it is. I didn't know at the time that was what I was feeling and the reason why. Mm. Um, and I know this isn't like helping in terms of like advice, but I think it's like, you have to figure out what it is, like what is making you feel that way. Yeah. And then to- like, well, probably I'd say words of affirmation, self-talk, just trying to get yourself to understand that, like, okay, it's not that deep. Okay, and what? What's the worst thing that could happen? Okay, why am I feeling this way? I think it has to be something along those lines. And this is me just retrospect, because I didn't have, I didn't use anything. Mm. Um, And it just went on its own. But I think if I look back at the time, I think if I just didn't take myself too seriously, you know, I didn't take Mm. everything too seriously. Like, it's the biggest deal in the world. Like, oh my God, am I worth it? Like, you know, and then I'm crumbling. Like, if it's just like, yeah, cool. This is an experience. Let me journal and write like, oh, I'm happy to be alive today. Maybe I could have been a bit more looser, I'd say. Do you
0: know what, right? You saying that makes sense because I'm referencing mentally um, one of my girls that's, Free spirit, she's had it mm. all the time, mm. and like all the time. And when I look at her patterns, because she's actually stayed with me for a year before, and I was like, She's taught me so much. Like, she has her, like, we me, me and her will do work together. And there was one morning, one time, I said to her, This client needs this, and she was like, It's 7 am. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, What's that gonna do? With me? Don't I'm talk so to me about it until about 11. Oh. And I was thinking <laughs> <laughs> nine, but okay, so, like, about 11. I was like, okay, <laughs> all right. And she was like, great, fantastic. She, she, she just does things that. that work for, for her. her yeah. Like she's not overextending herself crazily. Mm. She's doing things that align. She's just, she's not acting any type of way. Mm. And actually, that empowered me to be like, if you vibe with me you vibe with me mm, if you mm, get me you get me if you mm, don't you don't mm, it is what it is mm, do you know what i mean mm, and i feel like i feel like there's a pressure to impress yeah especially in corporate spaces absolutely. as well so absolutely. that's probably
1: what you felt at the time as yeah, exactly well. absolutely yeah. i wanted to impress like you guys yeah. have, and the thing out there as well like i didn't know that it was so rare what i was given i, I wasn't aware that like not everyone on the track and field team all had full-ride full scholarships some people are just books like we're just gonna pay for your books Some people would walk-ons, like they they go to the university, but they walk on, but they're training just like all the other athletes. So to actually be given a full Full ride... That, that was already quite insane. That was like, we're really backing this girl. And then, so I had like a bit of animosity in the team of people looking like, just like, really? De- definitely. So I'm this girl from Britain. I'm having that kind of, animal. like, okay, you know, fine, whatever. And then back home, I've got people looking at, like, oh, she went to US, let's see how she performs. I bet it's a big mistake. Like, so I, I just had, All so it's just too much. You, All these yeah. eyes on me, but eyes are we're wishing for my downfall at the same time so if you lean eyes. do you know what I mean so if you lean oh. into that of thinking oh all these evil, uh, you're, you're, then yeah it, it's likely you will fall that's <laughs> that's yeah. the thing but if you are more like your friend who's just like mm, I'm here
0: yeah I'm existing I'm existing <laughs> yeah. but so fresh yeah then you know
1: what I mean like what can you do to me like yeah. if I come back you're like oh you failed but I got a master's degree exactly like I got this experience I was in you know everything paid for I ate the best food I've ever eaten Till now, like really, this the athlete dining was literally lobster tail, steak. Um, I thought they give you guys salad and no nah. cucumber. It was insane, literally the, the food, the gourmet food that we had. I miss it till now. Every day, every day, every day. Oh, that's life. A you know, whole so athlete sweet. corner, like literally only athletes or across all the all the sports have their own dining room and it's top notch food. <laughs> what was your
0: favorite meal out there? Oh
1: God. I mean, I got sick. the thing is I don't do sushi well because I got sick of eating so much sushi. It, it sounds really? so like like telling people I had too much. sushi. I don't like. Yeah, it was sushi. Like it was sushi Wednesdays every Wednesday is sushi. Any sushi, um, steak was like twice or three times a week. Lobster tell was once a week, and on top of everything else that was there. So, yeah, it's just crazy.
0: This sounds like, I just want to exist. It was,
1: it was, it honestly, it was, honestly, it was, it was good. I I must admit. And then you just have access to like, um, just during the day, you could just go to their fridge and just got loads of snacks and you just put it in your bag and you just go about your day. It's like, it was just, everything was free, right? Like here, take everything. So again, imagine that sort of investment, like, here, we're going to give you everything medical, like come in the morning. We'll things I'd never seen in terms of medical equipment for like athletes, like you get it just in the morning, and when you're done, and in fact, once I missed medical because I was running a bit late, and they had told my coach I oh, shouldn't go to medical. Like it was a big deal that I didn't go to the medical. So every morning, every morning. So it was this. Uh, it was just this whole different life. Like honestly, it was. It was. But again, you can imagine that from someone who I was basically training on my own before I got that scholarship. Yeah. In the cold winter of the UK in Nottingham, like, and I had just come off the back of a broken back. And then I like, did it, had a good season just from pure mental focus. Yeah. So to do all that on my own and then to come into this environment, I'm like, I must perform even better because yeah. I'm, I'm being given everything. Exactly. But it just, it just didn't materialize that way.
0: This might seem like a bit of a backward question, but why did you start ja- javelin? That's, it's very, because
1: I remember when I, when I heard that, I was like, mm. that's so random. It's, it was natural. It was a natural sport. So like, literally I could throw far. That's the best way to, to and how, describe it. And when did you discover that? Weirdly, I remember first in primary school there was a random day that they brought the foam javelins, mm. and like like uh, people were throwing it all over the place I was going, and I just threw it and it went quite far in primary school, but I didn't make anything of it. Nothing I'm thinking about. Mm. And then in secondary school, like year seven, mm. again indoor athletics. So I was always athletic, like I love sports. So indoor afle- athletics again, the javelin, foam javelin. I could throw it all the way to the other side of the hall. The, the like, throw and I throw it all do. That, that was, most people, exactly, that was really? most people. Exactly. That's most right? people. So imagine this girl's just never done it before. She just throws it and it just to she the other side up. of the wall. So it's like, kind of okay. how arms have you got? I mean, like, looking at... Like, again, I was always good at like rounders. I'll be the one at the back that they give the, and I have to throw, you know, like yeah. I was always, so I've just, I just always had a good arm. So because of that, I went to the outdoor um, track because I'm like, oh, I'm good indoor. Let me see if I'm good outdoor. And it was natural. Like literally the, the, First year I did it properly, I was national champion, one like every competition I did. Yeah. <laughs> That's just, amazing. Yeah, it was just a natural talent, yeah. And you did it for Great Britain for, did it for Great Britain. How long? Um so I was part of the Great Britain team um for a few years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a couple of years, I'd say. Um I did the European Junior Championships as part mm. of the Team GB Development Squad in Loughborough. So it's all proper serious. I got um, free tickets to the 2012 Olympics as part of the next stage athlete. So it was a big deal. It was like this girl setting up for like, you know, next yeah. level um, Olympic. Well, you know, that level. But I just, it just, I just didn't, didn't work in Florida. <laughs> so what happens in Florida? What was the result? So okay. the result is I still did well, but yeah. not, so... I went in there with a personal best, like like 55 meters, which was like five meters from world class. But oh, I right. I left there five meters under what I came in.
0: Oh. So then
1: I'm like 10 meters from world class. Right. So I actually went backwards when I was out there. And that distance that I, my personal best is like enough to win NCAA championships and stuff like that, or, or at least medal. Um, so I think because of that, the mental stress of everything that happened, and then going back into an environment where I'm like, I don't have sun, I don't really have any real, coaching. like my I had to travel like two hours to do coaching somewhere else. It just, do you know what I mean? It's not, it, it's too much. Yeah. At some point it's just like, this is a bit too much. I still was, I still did it for a while until mm. I think 2017 or 2018, but then I had a, sh- a shoulder injury. That's what made me actually just stop. And I felt like that came at the time where it's like BYP was even picking up. So it was like, okay, I feel like let me just focus on my business. Right. Um, but right up to now, I was still representing England and stuff like that. So I was still up, good. Up until now. No, not until now, oh. but up until then. Uh. Like so even after Florida, I still was representing England. Right. Um, it's just that, like, it just the, the it wasn't mapping anymore in terms of like the investment of my time and energy right. on top of working now and doing VIP as well. Do they pay you great bit To um, No, athlete? there's no money in that sport as well. So people need oh. to know that. In fact, the person I just caught up with is part of the team, G- SC- team GB team. And right up to Olympic, you don't get any money. The people that get money are like the ones you hear, like just get Ennis or Mo Farah. Mm. Like in a sport that has, let's say 20,000 athletes, only two of them get paid well. So what's everybody else
0: doing? Struggling,
1: everyone's struggling struggle it's a struggle you're doing it for passion but but how but how are you literally the getting sport, fed just the, the, they're they having to figure it out i'm um, being deadly serious. some of them you see like a gofundme of like are um, you serious yeah literally people i've had someone reach out to me recently like saying that they need they're doing a gofundme did it it's normal there's no they don't pay, they don't give you money unless you literally are a world champion and then you've got sponsorship from nike and stuff like that you there's I don't know if you saw, like, this guy, Jarnell Hughes, he won, he he broke the British record on 100 metres and he got paid £5,000. And okay. I'm like, that's, how can you, you broke the British record, that should have at least 5, a one 000 other pounds. zero at least on it. So, yeah. Wow. But for me, I think that sport is great for personal development. Like, it teaches, like, it's so transferable, Um, as I've found. Mm. And I think that's what probably athletes have to focus on. Like, okay, yeah. I'm doing this for passion, mm. whatever I get to, but... We take it so seriously, obviously. When you're mm. in it, you just take it so seriously. You think it's the be-all, end-all mm. when it's not. So.
0: so when you came back to the UK, where did your focus shift towards? Talk to me about that journey Esther you work in potentially... Yeah. Everything.
1: So I was already... Like I said, i already done internships before I went to America. Yeah. Um And I knew I couldn't do... I couldn't work in investment banking and be an athlete. It just didn't... The hours, it didn't work. Oh. In fact, one internship, I got um heartburn because I was working late, but then I wasn't eating well because you know you eat at your desk and you can eat anything. It was so bad. I was like, this just doesn't work. And then I got my scholarship, which was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. You know, because I was... Yeah, exactly. Because I was thinking, oh, I'll just focus on sport for... Like, again, I was focused on my sport not work and just figure it out. Like mm. that's literally most athletes. Yeah. So that scholarship was like a lifeline actually for me to actually like do something. Mm. Um. So when I came back, the reason I came back, I'm like, okay, there's no point staying here because there's no job in this area. Like it's Gainesville, Florida. There isn't really anything mm. to do. Um. And there's just no, there's no point. Let me go back mm. and feel like relief. Um. So I was looking in FinTech because I had, I did some work experience in a startup company and actually liked the environment. And I realized it's quite chill. You have autonomy. You know, I I mm. quite enjoyed it. And then obviously my background was in finance as well. I mm. saw tech was the future. So that was where my mind was really going. Mm. Um, and then I just applied for this job in a fintech company and I got it. And then, yeah, that's, that's what happened. <laughs> what, so what, what did you kind of, when you went to that fintech company,
0: this is the one that you enjoyed, right? The... Uh, the culture that it was cool. No, no, I enjoyed a different oh, one, and then, you then this one. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I
1: not no. So what I enjoyed was the startup environment, understanding right. that you have autonomy and stuff. I'm not saying necessarily the culture itself, but um, just the autonomy you have and it being a relaxed environment mm. versus like investment banking, which is hypers, not. It's high yeah. it's every egos. It's just it was just too much that kind right. of environment. Right. So that's why I was looking for a startup. It was great. It actually was great. Um, I enjoyed it. I had. Uh, flexibility, I was able to do BYP mm. because actually it didn't take too much of my brain cells as well, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. So that's also what was good. Um, but then <laughs> I brought some people in, let's just say, who were very toxic. And so they actually ruined my working environment. You hired
0: people? No, I referred, you referred people. people.
1: I referred people in. So it just, yeah, it was a nail. But it's fine. I don't talk about yeah, that. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. We just <laughs> I move, on. We'll, we'll move
0: on from that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So. Let's talk about the start of BYP then. I know you I know you, meant you kind of brushed over it and said, yeah, you started it here and there. But what's, when, when was the first day you decided, okay, I'm actually going to start this? And what was your idea of, what vision did you have for it when yeah. you first started it?
1: I think, um, so when it first, got, when the idea first came, it was just from all my experiences. It was like, you know, from the journey I had, realizing that, you know, I gained a lot of opportunities as an elite athlete, a student, but, there wasn't other black people around me, but then those that were there weren't as exceptional as me. Mm. So I'm like, what is the standard for a black person to get opportunities? Mm. Remembering like my um, undergraduate degree, there was only six of us that were black on our course, like economics course there. I was like, okay. Six yeah. of the whole course? Yeah, of 300, yeah. Um, I remember that as well. Like at the time it was just, okay, can moving. But when I was reflecting, I'm like, okay, these things don't make sense. Mm. And then obviously going to Florida, meeting so many um, amazing people. I was just like, we are talented. We are out there. What's going on. Mm. And then obviously that year Black Lives Matter was happening as well. So I was tweeting a lot like, oh, this has to change. It's awful. It's terrible. But I felt like, what well, my tweets doing? But that's um, 2020.
0: You started BYP way No, this before- is
1: 2016. Black Lives Matter started in 2016.
0: Did it? Yeah, I didn't know this. yeah see, I, see, I had no idea of this. I was only brought to like um, it was only brought to my attention in twenty twenty. No, it
1: started in twenty sixteen. That was the first okay. one. That was the um, uh, what was his name? Was Trayvon I? Martin, and that was that was that year.
0: Where was I in twenty sixteen? I'm trying to think. Was I even in the country or was I just like, and there was a couple years, like five years I was under a rock it
1: might, yeah, it in my might own be, world. It, probably was but like, yeah. it started in 2016. Yeah. That was the first time it started. Oh, wow. Um, and I was so, you know, just angry by it all. And I was like, I, like the tweet, tweeting isn't doing anything. Mm-mm. And I was just like, you know, looking at all my experiences, everything that's going on you know, what is the solution for the black community? Like what, what, what can we do? And I was very much like, well, I'm sure I'm not the only one who feels this way. Maybe we just first need to find each other. Mm. That's the first point. Let's all find each other that has that feels the same way I feel mm. so that we can then uh, create solutions to our problems. That's that the, the, that the first thought process. Because so, okay. I'm alone right now. What can I really do? But if I find everyone and we all brainstorm we figure it out Mm. together as a black community we can solve our problems globally and i was also thinking about africa as well you know Mm. nigerian a lot going on in nigeria you know africa's underdeveloped. so it's just everything it was just Mm. like it was like it just hit me all at once like hold on i'm black and Mm. this world is making out like it's not good to be black Mm. like it just literally like it was just this real awakening like Mm. what the disparities hold on any company you go to we're not there like we're not Mm. in leadership we're not it was too much actually if i'm honest like the The reality of it was too much. Um, I say maybe I was, I wasn't in a bubble, but you know, when you get so many opportunities and you're just going, you don't, you, you might not realize mm. that you're the only one until you realize. Um, and I think it really hit me. And that's where I was just like, so overwhelmed that I was like, oh, I, could, I'm, like I need to help be part of the solution. Mm. Um, so that's kind of where it started. And, and for me, the idea was always like a global platform where we all come together on the platform, connect share ideas, mm. get opportunities, resources, and um, mentorship, just you know, just yeah, what, what we are essentially been building. Mm. Um and yeah, it's just been a journey ever since. <laughs>
0: so with so when Black Lives Matter took place um or started in 2016, there's so many different routes of how you can help black people because there's mm. there's black businesses that you can help, mm. there's the social side of things where you can help. And you decided to go with the career. I'm assuming why but I just want to clarify why you decided to focus on the career connecting
1: something. so it wasn't just career so BIP was all about connecting black leaders black, in, gen- in yeah, general yeah it was all about connecting future leaders black people black because we said black professionals like people who are in the work, working world or want to be your students mm. like just anyone that's just like the narrative that they have on us isn't true the narrative is that we're all criminals and we're all in gangs or we stab each other like that's the narrative exactly. they put yeah, yeah. you go on the tube be a black boy's face is a main it was just too much Um, so for me it actually was like actually no it's about we need a platform to just come together and then the careers got added to it because it was also like my experience in the workplace and lack of diversity and actually I realized that we need to get jobs. We need jobs to pay ourselves, to, the to save money. the money yeah. if we want to start a business as well. That's what mm. people don't realize. Some people are like, I'm not working, I'm just going to be an entrepreneur. That's so hard as a rule. Yeah, like, some of my grace was the fact that I was working, I was able to save money so that when I then left, I was able to, like, I've got savings and then I won pitch competitions as well. But mm. we need jobs. Mm. Like, I think people try to act like, no, we do. Yeah. Like, when you look at unemployment rate, we're the most unemployed, you know, we're the mm. ones leaving the workforce in droves, but then we're the least funded. You know, our businesses are least patronized. We are least likely to hire somebody. Like, all the stats point to... Even in the business world, we are not doing great. Exactly. So for me, it was very much like if I was to channel my energy, it has to be in the career world, because we need jobs. Um mm-hmm. and we need to also rise in the rankings of jobs. So it's not just mm. I got a job, great, I can pay my bills and I'm just going to coast. It's like, no, you need to also be developing yourself in that job because you mm-hmm. don't know what it will lead to. Mm-hmm. You know, let's have more black leaders in companies. Let's let's mm-hmm. actually progress. But realizing there's a lot of, you know, glass ceilings microaggression toxicity it's not easy so when I look back at my experiences I'm like okay I didn't enjoy it I'm talent mm. but I don't want to be in this environment I don't want to feel like I don't belong I'm the only person here I, mm. I can't talk about a ski trip I can't so for me it was like that needs to be tackled first mm. so many so many black people we go to university a good amount and even if we don't whatever fine mm. but so many are going to university for a job mm. but then you can't even get that job you're not getting hired and if you are you're dropping out so soon there's just too much complexity to it mm. so that's why we double down on careers and like working with organizations to improve their culture for us yeah. to actually go there and be happy there be recruited in yeah. get paid well and um, so then if we want to start a businesses we should and, and that should be fine um but it wasn't like hey just start a business straight away I just know I just know it's not that's it's
0: not. Simple. It's not. Yeah. It's not simple. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of things that you said that I resonated heavily with, which is which is nice to hear because I obviously because I thought that Black Lives Matter initially started off in 2020. Mm. That's the same reason why I started a WhatsApp group because mm. I thought there's loads of people a losing their jobs because it 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 was the same time as COVID. Yes. So people are losing their jobs. People were lost for, even those that have lost their jobs, they don't know if they want to even get back into the same career mm. because they were tired of it anyway. And then everyone's feeling angry and alone. So there's that, there's this theme of feeling safe with a community mm. and feeling safe when you're connected with people that understand you. Mm. Why do you think communities, I know you kind of touched on it, but why do you think it's so important to have a community and to connect with the community?
1: I mean, you know, the African saying takes a village yeah. as a child, right? It's always been about villages. It's always been about community. It's just, I think in the Western world, mm. it isn't. Like the, 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 the community element is stripped away. Like I know they said Margaret Thatcher was the one that removed um, people from the same household getting houses nearby. Like that used to be a thing. They used to make sure it's priority. They'll get a council house that's say nearby to their parents, mm. they removed that. So that's when people now are everywhere, here and everywhere, and struggling with childcare, you know, not seeing their grandmas or their siblings. Mm. That's not how it's supposed to be. You're supposed to be with your community, you're meant Mm. to be around other people. Other people are meant to help you grow, learn from them. Again, something they say, like, once an old person dies, you lose so much history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? All the ideas are in a graveyard. There's so much on community and just on the importance of it. Yeah. Um. And you need that safe space. You need to connect with people that are like you, that are going through the same things, that can advise you, you can advise them. Mm. You know, we're not here to be alone. We're not supposed to be alone. Um, mm. And so I just knew, like I said, if I go back to when I started it, I was like, oh, this is my the idea I have, mm. but I alone can't solve this. I need a community of us who yeah. are all thinking the same. And we all can solve this.
0: How did you orchestrate the community? Did, did was it on a pl-
1: online platform? Did you have regular events? Or... I just started with events. Okay, I just started with events honestly, and it. And I, when I had the idea, I didn't actually intend to actually do it. Like mm. I just had the idea, yeah, and I told people about the idea, and then they kept holding me accountable. I was like, it's just an idea, you know, well, when, when are you gonna do it though? I'm like, it's an idea, I don't have like, it's just an idea, oh, you should do it though. Um, Leave me alone, and then, oh, you should do it. So when I had the idea, it must've been like June, when Black Lives Matter was happening, but I didn't actually start until like October or November mm. because it was like, it was a pressure out of nowhere. No pressure, but like people just like, yeah, oh, yeah, you should, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. why not? you should. And then it all just fell into place, like, all right, let me just host an event, and found a venue that didn't need, I didn't need to pay for the venue. It's like, oh, you can have the venue, it's fine. Just, mm-hmm. they come and buy drinks. Um, and then, like, tickets sold out in three days, like, 100 tickets. I'm like, oh, I, don't, I guess people want this then. And then it just set me off to just keep going.
0: That's amazing.
1: Mm. How did you feel when you first had your first event that sold out? I remember the feeling. I remember when, like, I went live and then I just did, like, tickets. I'm like, huh? I remember being so surprised. Like, why is it? How did you market back then as well? I don't know. I can't even remember because it sounds we say. I'm like... I remember just doing a survey first, like, to see if people are interested in stuff like that. And then keeping those people as like, okay, well, if we do anything, we'll let you know. Got you. Okay. Um, and then just starting the social media channel and just kind of putting out a flyer. And I, it didn't have no following, zero followers. We just started BIP Network mm. um, channels. Um, but I think because of what it was, you know, like something for black people to come and connect mm. people retweeted it you know it you can mm. these things people forget there's a lot of organic things mm. um especially back in the day i feel like twitter maybe is not quite the same i don't know if it is or isn't i'm not as active but mm. um yeah it was tw- i'd say twitter was the main one back then it was just like putting it out there and then getting loads of retweets and stuff mm. and then me saying okay tickets will be out on friday and then boom like people just were buying tickets
0: do you know as you're speaking i'm trying to think to myself when I first heard about BYP, and I think it might have been someone sending it to me in a WhatsApp.
1: That's what I mean. Like, word, just, like word of it, mouth. Yeah, it's very word of mouth, it. yeah. It's it not an ad or anything. No, that was very much the growth of it. It was very word yeah. of mouth, very much like, um, and then people go to the event, they tell other people, the next event. And I always say, like, I think the events just took off. Because mm. quite quickly, we were no, we were the go-to for events like that. Mm. Um, and I didn't have any events background or anything. But I think because of the core of the message and why I started it, I think that's why it, it did well. Because there was no hidden agenda. It was just like, hey, guys, let's connect. And, like, do you and know what I mean? It. Like, that's it. <laughs> for, your first,
0: for your first event, did you know what to do? Because I remember... Um... When I did um, our first event, I was mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, what do we do?" Like, yeah. uh, it was it was it was such a freestyle event. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm thinking back to it. We even had a moment on the mic where people just introduced themselves, say, "Hey, I do this," and yeah. I was like, "Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go do whatever." <laughs> um, but so how did <laughs> how did you structure that first event? Well, obviously, you didn't know what you was doing. But yeah, no,
1: I, I honestly it was all grace. Let me just be honest, like. Yeah. Till now, I look back at a lot of stuff. I'm like, I don't know how that happened, guys. Like, it just all fell into place. Like, we put it out there. The people that came were just very open. They wanted to be there. That's first and foremost. They chose to get a ticket to come. Mm. So it was all also organic. Like, they all mm. just started talking, started networking. Mm. We had drinks. We had... I mean, the video is still up there. I don't know if you can put a snippet during the, the yeah, thing. Yeah, we will a
0: snippet or something. I think maybe. the video is still
1: up there anyway. Like, um, just how it, it looked. I just remember thinking, like, oh, let's just come together. Let's drink. Mm. Let's eat. I'll be the one to provide that stuff. So, mm. um, and we've always done that. As a anyone that goes to an event, there's always food. There's always drinks. You know, there's always, like we always like say hey talk to each other and that's really just what it is it's just a very chilled environment it's the yeah. best way there's no there's no ego yeah. I think that's the key. Like you go to a lot of networking events. Like, yeah, I'm a so much- CEO. What do you do? I'm an intern. Oh, yeah, talk to you. Yeah, but um, we're very much we don't care. Drop your titles on the door. Yeah, uh, let's just let's just chill. Yeah,
0: I, I I like that approach a lot. Even to the point where at our next event that we're doing, we're not having any titles or mm. any na- name tags, just because we want people to talk to each other. We mm. don't want people to feel like, oh, you're too junior, you're too senior. Mm. Because also, let me remind you all, roles can flip very quickly. I've seen mm. them. I've seen mm. them. I've seen them. My career. Really yeah <laughs> things can switch up very very quickly like, so you just need to be a good person all around to, to everybody because anything can happen mm. but um so back to um to BYP the growth of it when did you then decide um so you was kind of doing events on the side mm. when did you decide okay this is the business like I'm mm. gonna register this like I'm no gonna I had visit. registered it oh you registered so, it from?
1: De- okay so the key thing I had business background ah. like I just um yeah I've, I had a business background so I did um I did business GCSEs. I had that Got as part you. of my like two like, one of my courses. Um, I did, uh, well, obviously, Masters in Management, which has loads of, like, business stuff in it as well. Financial mm. accounting, economics, operation. Like, it has... Like, a Masters was really good, to be honest. Mm. Like, that is what really helped me, I'd say. So, it was already in my head of what I needed to do. So, I knew I had to register the business. I knew I had to get an accountant straight away. I knew I needed a lawyer. Like, I knew... For the, you've got to get the foundation right. And I think a lot of people don't get the foundation right. Mm. They kind of just, oh, I'm going to start a business. Maybe I haven't even registered it, haven't set up an account. Like, there's so many things that they haven't done. So then mm. maybe it goes quicker than they expected and suddenly there's logistic issues or there's this issues where... Mm. So actually you have to get that foundation right. And um, and actually, had me and my friend had done a business when we were 18. Like, oh, we're going to start a business. And we already made the mistakes there as well because we didn't register it. We didn't have no founder agreement. What was it? We, oh, it was a clothing line and, okay. and it was all about like bringing African wear to the everyday clothing. Mm. Mm. so like what you're wearing now, will have like, you know, African Ankara anchor out, yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, you know, the vision, oh, I'll be everywhere. Everyone will just be wearing it as normal, like a day to day. And I still believe in that. Um, yeah. Cause it's, it's not, it's not, it hasn't happened yet. Um, but there was just, it was just, it felt like we did a lot of talking with no real. What like, do you mean? Oh, we started a business. Yeah, we've got a business. Oh, you told. But there was, you, you know what I mean? Said, we're telling, do you know oh, what, we're but, entrepreneurs. But, yeah, but that's, but, but you that's know a lot of people, though. It's, yeah, like, it's I It's a genuine mistake I, that people make. That. Yeah. Like, yeah, but it, No, but it doesn't that. feel good, though. I get it. It, 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 it. I get it. But how long can you do that for? You can't be year five and you're still saying yeah. you're a founder and there's, yeah. no, there's literally there's no, no business. business. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's no revenue. Yeah. There's no, there's nothing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's just you saying you run a business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to stop that. Yeah. No, has to stop. that. In our honestly, like, no, it's, it's true. A problem. It's true. You know, and then these go with the stats that they'll tell us that black women don't make any revenue in. income. Yeah. that's what they do. Yeah, that's a, that's where where they collate their stats, and it's wrong. It's not true. Yeah, you do, but you have to get that foundation right, and that's what I learned. I f- I feel like
0: that's a mistake. It's okay to make that mistake when you're. I guess, yeah, there's no, I guess I don't want to put age to it Mm. because that's my DEI how how, everyone learns Mm. at different stages, (laughs) but I feel like most people make that mistake.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I learned from that mistake. That's my point. So so I had a business background, so it wasn't like I was just... uh, this athlete only who just started a business. It was like, yeah, I was an athlete who also did banking and mm. tech, but actually she had already, you know, tried to start a business. She had business background, business mm. degree or whatever. Mm. Um, so it, it, all of that together was made it so seamless for me, if I'm honest. So how did you start to develop your team? Mm. Because hiring a good team is not easy. It's been a journey. And I think you just learn every time. You learn from each. And you can never get it right 100%. Even when you've learned so much, you might think, okay, this person's going to be perfect. And then it just doesn't materialize. But I think what I've taken, like grace or happiness in is like I give people chances mm. sometimes too many chances in fact sometimes others are like tapping like you please <laughs> like how many more chances can you give someone so I am a bit of that person but I've accepted that and I'm okay with that because mm. that's what VIP is about that's what mm. that's my character like I can't take that away because mm. I'm just not that it like, probably should mm. but I can't so let's say you're not doing well in your role mm. I will throw the book I'll throw everything I'll keep keep trying keep help and then ultimately you'll get to a place where okay this just isn't making sense you Mm, know mm. um so I say that's my biggest learning that it's kind of like maybe at some point I do need to learn that you know you've seen it after one month it's okay but um I think it's just been a journey. But when you get the right people, the right team, mm. it is beautiful. And people always say, like, people are your worst and, like, best thing uh-huh. about starting a company. Like, let's say I didn't have anyone. I can't do everything. BIP's done, like, 80 events this year so far. I cannot run 80 events in a year. When I did it, it was, like, one a month, if that. Like, 10 in a year. Yeah. Right? That's now scaled because yeah. of people. Um, you know, all the companies we work with, again, People contact like i can't do all that yeah so you do need a team and you need the right team but you will always get it wrong as well and Mm. that's okay Mm. as long as you know that like at the core of it it's good intentions at the core of it it's not it's not you it's it's you know the situation of the person Mm. um and i think that's important for founders to know that like no like i think mckinsey did a study and even they get hiring 50 percent right after all their tests and, and and case studies no, that I they see, do yeah. on people. It's just, yeah, anyone can blag their way. Everyone knows that. Yeah. So it's not until you I get... Uh, the, do you know no, what I mean? Your yeah. past role will let you know that, right? Yeah. So it's not until you get into the actual ring that you see what people can do.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. with With that being said, I feel like a lot of founders they struggle with knowing what roles to invest in at first because okay. I because because that's that's something that initially I was unsure I was like yeah. okay, do I pay a social media manager do I pay a VA do I mm-hmm. pay a salesperson yeah. like what are the priority roles yeah and I guess it's gonna
1: vary per business right yeah but yeah for you at the time what was I think that? for me it was what was taking up most of my time that's the best way you need to look at it. What's taking up most of your time It doesn't need to? That like, it doesn't need to be you. Mm. Like, why you? You don't have to do this thing. Mm. So I remember early days it was social media. Like I would plan so- everything. <laughs> like, you know, sell, like, that Friday, Saturday, you know, you know, Monday. Like- a 7 a.m. post, uh, yes. 2 p.m. post. Like, what each quote? Can I get these quotes? Put them on each <laughs> thing. <laughs> You know, and I think I think maybe I got a scheduler tool at that point yeah. finally, but still, even just to put it all on the scheduler and then tweeting waking up be like, good morning everybody, yeah. <laughs> and, and switching into Jerry's mode. No, but that's not I me. Mean. You're on your business. Yeah. Like, good morning, who's who's awake? You know, in the afternoon, who's it's, enjoying it's, lunch? It's <laughs> like, switch to you know, ghetto. Like, it's, it's just <laughs> it's just so much. So that was the first. Like, freelancer, I just hired to just do all things social media. I just said what what we want. I approve it. And then that was already taken. Mm. Great. And then I remember it was like, we started getting loads of inbounds. I'm like, shit, I need someone to help with the inbounds. What, um, people? Like, want people to, contacting BYP. To work with you? Not just to work with us, just in general, general partnerships and, like, Just, just stuff. Anything. Like, we'd get inbounds, right? I'm like, okay, I need someone who, their role is, like, to handle the inbox. Like, so I remember it was just, like, I just got people freelancing, on whatever area I needed to, mm. I know my role at time was still focused on like the event side of things. I'd say, um, and like doing talks or pushing things out. Like, mm. I so I mean so much has happened that I can't even remember so well. But I just remember that. It, I was getting freelancers to take hold of certain areas. Do you know what?
0: That makes a lot of sense. And it's interesting you say that because yesterday I interviewed um, a lady who owns a VA company mm. who I've been using her for the past year. Mm. And her the VA that I hire through her does my socials and emails it. and everything. And I said to her, I said, when I spoke to you, I had no intentions of actually doing business with you mm. well not no intentions but very low intentions I was just exploring the conversation mm. and I wanted to trial it and see and when I felt when I felt the impact of not having to plan the social media mm. pages or whatever it is that's when I was like
1: okay this feels like it's yeah. moving like yeah, you know absolutely. so that's, the, that's I how I you have to that. look at it like yeah. what are you spending your time on? do you have to yeah. and that freed me up to go and do so many more meetings and obviously do my first raise as well because you have to just go out and about Yeah. and you know that the business is still running it's still going ahead and that's the key thing so how did you
0: build I guess there's been a long history because it's been seven years so talk about October (laughs) yeah in October
1: but um um,
0: how did you manage to scale like how did you figure out okay this is how I'm going to work with businesses Mm. this is how I'm going to work with the community Mm. like what did that I guess the business side of things what did that look
1: like to you again um it just was it's, everything is trial and error. Everything is just, you put it out there and see what works. Like, I think for me, it was, I was doing the events and then uh, somebody wanted to sponsor the event. It was like, oh, people want to sponsor the event? Okay. Oh, that was like a new thing for you. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know. I didn't know people sponsor yeah. events. So, wow, you know, selling tickets at like £20. But now I just got the sponsorship in for £200. That's like 10 tickets. Oh, my God, I should get more. Like, so it just yeah. kind of was like, okay, now the sponsorship opportunity. So I remember, like, the events. And it would be black businesses as well. So okay. it would be like, you know, we spend, like they'll, ch- they'll pay £200, £250 to come and say, hi, I am I run this, event, um, this business. Okay. And we'll get, like, three of them to come. You know, and that's 750 on top of like, I don't know, 100 or 200 people at the event. So that's how the money was coming in initially. And then um, a company came to say, hey, we'd love to attend the event. Um, How much does it cost for us to come to attend? And then that that was, a whole. oh, companies are interested in coming to attend as well. How much should we charge them? So everything was just very, everything has been like that. It's like, oh, okay, this is a need that they have. Okay, let's figure out, can we do that? Okay, mm. cool. How much should we charge? Not sure yet. Let's see what they kind of what their budget is. Mm. Okay, cool. They've paid this amount. That means this company can pay this amount. And that's literally how it's worked. Just working or, bit by yeah, bit, figuring by it bit. out. Yeah. yeah, and then you know, okay, this is how much people are willing to pay. So this is the price. Yeah. And that's what life is about. Like the value you someone else puts on it, that is the price. So... Um, that's just how it's scaled. It's scaled with us just working with different companies, understanding the needs, understanding what we can do internally, and then just going from that, from there. What would you say the biggest impact, or you can you might have multiple
0: impacts, yeah. so maybe three biggest impactful things that's taken place so far. So many. I know, I know, it's so I know. many. When you said
1: eighty events. I'm like, it's so many. Like we get so many testimonials every day on like LinkedIn, just like like i think some of the ones that stand out was our first conference in 2019 you know mm. we had like 800 people there it was the first time i ever did a big conference and like people described it as like a black heaven And oh, i just remember that day it was just so it was just so much fun it was so cool um it was it was it was very much like a big turning point for us because it was mm. like this thing really put us more on the map like more people know about us yeah. you know companies can see what we're really doing as well so much great feedback from everyone. It was just, it was such an iconic kind of moment just to put that together. And it was like a team of three. Like, it was not. The whole
0: conference.
1: Like, yeah, it was like a team of three. And then we had like, Fifty volunteers sign up to like come and help. It was incredible. Just like that community feel. Yeah. It was just that still. Sorry, that still like just like resonates with me. Like and then just again the testimonials flood, flooding in. Connected with this person. This happened. Da da da. People still talking about it. Even now on calls. You be like, I attended your conference twenty nineteen. Oh. Da da da. Since then, oh, that actually changed my my life so much. And you didn't even... I remember I organised to have a call with this girl because I just wanted to learn more about her role where she was because I'm, like, trying to figure out in terms of our company. And she was like, oh, um, BIP Network changed my life. And I'm like, hold on, this, was ra- this wasn't right. This was even... This was random. Oh. Where did this come from? So we get that all the time and it's just that reminder of, amazing. like, we are impacting lives whether we realise it or not, right? Like, yeah. whether they're being hired, whether they're connecting people, like, how it's changed their mindset. You know, we do so much content, so much upskilling content, so many mm. abilities to see black people that look like you leaders mm. in different spaces and careers like learn about like upcoming trends we just do so much and that's why one thing I always say at BFP we do so much for people like mm. we, just, we just we're just, we here to just be the plug and to put it out there mm. for you see what lands see what you know and
0: pour into people
1: just pour wait. that's yeah, it that's yeah, what yeah. I mean we are just here people don't say we're just here to pour into you guys we want you to succeed we need you to succeed yeah, exactly. so that we too can succeed because the next generation can see you and know what's possible not everybody wants to be a trailblazer not everybody wants to break a concrete ceiling who's got time for that yeah. but maybe you can be that person and we're trying to find who are these people that want to do that so that the next generation can get it a bit easier in terms of like uh, navigating the workplace and just mm. life in general so I think that's one the our crowd fund obviously you raised a million dollars 1200 that's investors that's amazing that was insane like, how how did you do that what was that process again, like Honestly, how a lot did of it things, feel a lot of things for me is like um you know I'm looking back, I'm like, I just don't even know, like, I don't know, I don't know who that person was at the time as well, I still feel like I'm not 2020 Kike, like, that girl had all the energy, like, COVID was happening, but I mean, everyone's confused, I was like, I'm gonna help everyone, anywhere, I just, that yeah, I just did so much, I think I did, like, 40 speaking engagements, I was just talking anywhere, like, like, helping, we'd put on, like, 40 webinars separately, we, like, what did we not do that year? Like, that year was insane. That's amazing. And we raised £30,000 for NHS black nurses to, because of, we wanted them to not go into work, obviously, because they were, like, dying from going into work because they needed money. Um, and that was like, a okay, like, we can do something like that for BYP. Mm. Like, we've, yeah, why not? Let's see. And we just gave ourselves eight weeks from uh, In, deciding... No, in 2020, in 2020 we raised it. gave us about eight weeks from deciding like, okay, we're going to do a crowdfund to actually getting a million dollars. It was insane. It was insane.
0: And where did it go towards? Where's the, where's the fund? This,
1: the business. The business. Like, we're still it. here. Yeah, do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. It's three years, we're still here, we've been making, we make seven figures every year, like, mm. we've, off the back of that, we were able to invest in getting more people, because yeah. I'm saying we, again, it was me and one other person at that time then, and that's yeah. why I go back to when you're, the start of this conversation, when you're like, oh, it's a lot of I'm like, no, this is the energy that I love, this is, yeah, yeah. this is my natural energy of just going for it, mm. the last few years I felt slow, <laughs> you know, so, pre twenty, pre-20, yeah it wasn't that many of us like I'd only raised 150k pre-seed mm. so it's just to kind of figure it out and then that million dollar fundraise allowed me to get some more people into the team mm. then actually pick up revenue because now we can actually sell and like get in the clients mm. and then we've been able to just grow from then. so
0: but that's amazing like that's yeah. it- Huge accomplishment. Like, you and the team, shout out to you and the team yeah, as well. Yeah, I love the team. Good really, team. really proud of you you all for getting, mm-hmm. getting this far. Let's um talk really quickly about Javelin yep, yep, um, yep. And, and the launch of that, what that's
1: doing. um before we kind of wrap up? Yeah, sure. So Javelin is our AI powered platform that connects black professionals directly to jobs, content, mentors, and events. And it's personalized. So you sign up to Javelin, you just have to put your CV in. Mm. You can even download your CV off LinkedIn if you don't have a CV Mm. um, and just put that in. And then we have over hundred data points that it scans and then matches you to six jobs. That is like perfect for you, so you don't have to search for the job. It says, "Hey, this Alicia, this is a job for you," and then you can apply for it, like click apply. So you, I don't have to search; it just you don't have to for search. Me. It just yeah, it ah. just it just sends to you, and then it also sends any events or content that is relevant to you from your CV or from what you've entered in. Mm. So it's kind of like we are sending you what you need mm. versus the current model that we've had of like you have to search through what we have, mm. or here's our like general newsletter, you figure it out, mm. um, and so for companies they get kind of shortlists. So now they also don't have to kind of be like, okay, who's going to apply? We're now able to be like, hey, we've actually got these five people who match this job perfectly. Mm. Um, here's your candidate shortlist. That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. What yeah. made you want to do that? It's been learning, yeah. Right? It's yeah. been learning, like... This is different from, let's say my idea day one, you have to go through these journeys. You have to go through everyday compounds, learning from your clients, learning from the, the um, community mm. um, to learn what is it that we need? And mm. this has been something that like, it's only still the beginning of Javelin, but it's, it's so impactful. Like yeah. it's insane what the possibilities for it. Even the name Javelin, right? For me doing Javelin, yes, but Javelin is a warrior tool. We black people have been warriors since, you know, it. you have to be coached to throw a Javelin. You can go any direction. People's distances are different. It's dynamic. You know, there's so much to it. It's it's like perfect <laughs> as a name. Yeah. Um, so I just feel like it all just aligned. Like it just... I remember at the launch, I was just like, wow, like... It's like full circle. Yeah, how me a javelin thrower launching a product called Javelin that's here to advance the careers of black professionals around the world. Yeah, it just felt very strong. Well, you're a trooper, honestly. Like to get <laughs>
0: through what you've got through. I know yeah. that's. I'm so sorry to hear as well. A couple of years ago, you lost your mum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. that must have been
1: oh, yeah difficult. Absolutely, for you. yeah, um, but. My daughter came. And your daughter came as a blessing. <laughs> so that's like as well. the big blessing. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. like,
0: mm. huge props to you for thank you. achieving what you've achieved so far and inspiring the community, inspiring me because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm building and doing what I'm doing mm-hmm. because I've seen other people do something similar. And BYP yeah. is one of my biggest inspirations yeah, as well yeah. when it comes to Black Crate Connect and yeah. empowering Black professionals. So, thank you. No worries for that. For me. I appreciate your time. As no well. worries. No worries. And um, yeah, thank you everyone for listening. And please do check out this episode. Share it, like, subscribe, all the rest of it, and I'll share all the details with BYP (laughs) and also Kike on this um, in the description. So I'll see you all. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, girl.